Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. The Buffalo Bills are set to head to the nation's capital where the 2-0 Washington Commanders await for a 1 p.m. kickoff tomorrow. Bills once again looking good on the injury front. Everyone listed on this week's injury report was a full participant in practice yesterday except Trey White who was off with vet rest. No bill carries an injury designation into the game. Coverage will begin here on WGR at 7 a.m. tomorrow with Breakfast with the Bills. The Buffalo Sabres also will be heading to the nation's capital tomorrow for their preseason opener versus the Washington Capitals 2 p.m. puck drop. Coverage of that game will be on our sister station, 9.30 a.m. WBEN. MLB yesterday, Yankees over Diamondbacks thanks to a three-homer outing for Aaron Judge. 1.05 p.m. first pitch for them today. Mets fall to Phillies 5-4 in 10 innings. First pitch for those two today is 4.05 p.m. Blue Jays over Rays 6-2. They are set for a 4.10 p.m. first pitch today. The Buffalo Bisons defeated the Norfolk Tides last night 9-2 at Salem Field, evening the current series at two games apiece. The Bisons will round out their regular season with a 4.05 p.m. first pitch today and 12 p.m. first pitch tomorrow against the Tides. Those games will be broadcasted on our sister stations, AM 1400, WWWS, and the Bet 1520, respectively. The 0-3 UB Bulls head down to the Bayou today to face the 2-1 Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns. That game will be broadcasted on our sister station, the Bet 1520. That's your Paddock Chevrolet Sports Update. Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. I'm Tanner Saunders for WGR Sports Radio 550. Miller to center. Modeling for Kane. His backhand. In front, takes it a flex one and it gets past Lukanen. Yay, Patrick Kane scored a goal against us once. Well, was, he's done it multiple times, but, you know, that was the most recent one. Sports Talk Saturday, Derek Kramer here, Tanner Saunders. Hour number two of Sports Talk Saturday as we get going here. Bill's Commanders tomorrow. Pre-game starts at 7 a.m. with yours truly. Sorry, I hate to be the one waking you up, but you know what? I don't like waking up that early either. Yes, I do. I'm getting paid. I don't care. Um, but... That said, 7 a.m., pregame starts, Bills, Commanders, and then, of course, game kickoff at 1 o'clock, Sabres, Capitals. Also in Washington, that one will be on our sister station, WBEN News Radio 930. 8030551, 888 is um, a lot. Hey, you know what? 
people like to talk about the Sabres right now. And that's cool. You want to know why? They still have the longest playoff drought in NHL history, and it's still active. But you say one thing about hating on the idea of Patrick Kane to Buffalo, and we've got plenty of people ready to get going here. So, with that said, before I go to the calls, I want to make this one extra little jab about the Patrick Kane idea. You know how, Tanner, every uh, every season, every offseason that we follow with the Bills, um, as of late, it's been, oh, the Bills should trade for this running back. Um, this past offseason was, hey, the Bills should be in on Delvin Cook. Hey, the Bills should be in on Jonathan Taylor. And meanwhile, it's almost like the hockey parallel of the Bills should grab X running back. Every year we hear the Sabres should go and get Patrick Kane when it was feasible to do so as Chicago started declining, not at their peak, obviously. But that's what it's been. The idea of Patrick Kane to Buffalo is just as frequent and just as annoying to me as the Bills should go get running back. This running back. No. No. I don't need it. The Bills don't need it. The Sabres don't need this. We don't... It's a luxury good. It's okay to say it. We don't need the guy. But let's see what you guys think. 803-0551, 888-552-550. As we get connected with our fans, it's brought to you by Northtown Kia, Western New York's number one Kia dealer. Shop online at NorthtownKia.com. We go first to Dan in Kenmore, who's been waiting patiently. Dan, welcome to Sports Talk Saturday. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. I just have one thing to say about it. Patrick Kane is coming off of a, of a, a broken hip, and with his age, I wouldn't want to take the risk. It's not like we don't have any offensive talent. We have a full a full locker room of offensive talent, and I think it's too big of a risk, too big of a risk financially to even want him just to give him a try. That's all you know. That's all I have to say. Dan, I appreciate that. And um, as you mentioned, though, one of the big things is that this team is not devoid of scorers anymore like they used to be, but not anymore. Um, so I, I would agree with you on this. Uh, like, Obviously, I'm the one stating it. I'm the one kind of getting the party started here. But, yeah, it's not like this team is devoid of talent anymore. They, are, they were the third best scoring team in the league last year. They are goal-scoring wonders. Uh, we keep going, though. Luke in Silver Creek had also waited past the break, so I want to make sure I get you on here. Luke, welcome to Sports Talk Saturday. Thanks for calling. I appreciate having me. Uh, good afternoon. I just uh, I couldn't help making the point that um, I feel like if Fatty wasn't from Buffalo, this, this topic wouldn't be so hot with the fans. I think the romantic idea of having him was great when he was, you know, also great, but like you said, as time passes, um, I think that idea has become a little washed. It's hard to find room in the in the room offensively. Um, you know, same could be said with the Zebras conversation. I think we could allocate resources to other places that would better help our team going forward. So appreciate it. I'll hang up and listen. Luke, I appreciate that. And uh, everything you said is everything that I've been going at. Um, it's a redundancy. It's a luxury good. It's a guy that. I'm going to upset the Pat Kane stands now. It's Victor Olofsson, but older now. Obviously, Kane more of a playmaker, but when you talk about 
offensive output, being a defensive liability. The Sabres have that. It's Victor Olsson. You want another black hole on defense? As Paul Hamilton said in the last segment uh, about Isaac Rosine, Learning, to, learning a two-way game means that you have the puck more and you have more opportunities to attack. Why? Because you're playing responsible defense. Pat Kane never played responsible defense. He just had the talent with the puck to do what he wanted. And he had done that for the longest time. Dan bringing up just now earlier that you know he's coming off of a hip injury. That's not usually a great thing to have to bounce back from in your 30s let alone playing at the same elite level that people are used to with you. No, uh, Luke absolutely nails it here. It's because he's from Buffalo. We're not asking about anyone else in this age range of going and getting this player. We're not. How many people are calling us asking about, um, say, uh, let's see, age range, greatness. Uh, hmm. Hey, you know what? The Sabres should go and get Evgeny Malkin. No one's doing that. No one is doing that anymore. Why? Because they know that that's just not something that should make sense. Um, <laughs> that's all this is. Luke is absolutely right. It's still just, it's a Buffalo thing. Let it go. It's okay for the Buffalo kid to have made his career elsewhere. It's fine. It's like how some people were like, we should trade for Gronkowski. And it's like, it's just not happening. Or like, they should sign him after he left uh, New England. No. It's okay. It's okay for a Buffalo-born player to have a career staked out elsewhere, and it's perfectly fine that you don't bring him home. It doesn't... It, it's okay. It is okay. Hey, let it go, people, because it's not like the guy is what he used to be. We'll squeeze in one more call here, uh, going to Tom in Rochester. Tom, welcome to Sports Talk Saturday. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm having a day. How about you? <laughs> Good. I, uh, I'm, I'm in the same boat with you. I, I'll be honest with you. This Patrick Kane talk for the last couple of years, it's got exhausting to, to really, to say the least. Uh, it, it kind of it feels like that Derrick Henry talk that people keep wanting to, for whatever reason, pair us along with another <laughs> player. Um, it, ironically enough, you actually kind of stole my thunder with the Victor Olsen conversation because, quite frankly, for the last year and a half, people have been talking about trading away Victor Olsen. So for whatever reason, we'd want to get, get a guy that's almost 10 years older, is not nearly as productive offensively, and is even worse defensively. I, I just don't understand. And the other side to this point is he never wanted to come here. It's like, mm-hmm. We're not talking about Patrick Kane at any given point throughout his career has been clamoring to play in Buffalo. It's not until now the guy where the wheels are falling off and Buffalo is good and Chicago is bad that he cared about coming here. So it, it's just, it's a weird, I, I, and I love Buffalo, but Buffalo holds on to these old timey players and clamors for things that just need to be, just, you know, put out to sea. I think this is another one of those situations. Now, Trevor Zegers, is, I think, is a different story. And the reason I say with Trevor, Trevor, excuse me, Trevor Zegers that I think it's worth investigating is we have so much in our pipeline. We have so many guys, whether it's, um, you know, uh, 
I'm completely blanking on the guy we just sent back over to the OHL, but we have a bunch of really, really talented young players. And quite frankly, there's only so many that you're going to be able to keep. We have a ton of draft picks coming up. It just seems to me that we're, we're not going to benefit by holding stuff forever. And if you want to push, Trevor Zegers is a guy that's going to help you. And quite frankly, who cares if you have four great lines? I mean, for the longest time we've sat there and wanted to at least have two good lines. Who cares? If you want to put Trevor Zegers on the fourth line, that is a luxury that most teams will never understand. Tom, I appreciate it. Um, I'll skip the Kane stuff because the Zegers stuff is just as interesting, and we got to go and get to Tyler Dunn here for the next segment. Uh, my thing is, is that I don't know if Zegers makes sense that much either when it comes to giving up assets because Zegers is currently just uh, just another young player. Uh, the Sabres have those in boatloads. Would you rather have Trevor Zegers or Dylan Cousins? And my answer is Cousins 100 times out of 100. Uh, you don't have to give up anything for him. He's signed long-term. And his point production is pretty much the same now. So Zegers is more flashy, but I do think that he would benefit from being out of Anaheim. I just don't think Buffalo is the team to do it. Trading for a 22-year-old who is very much on the upside, that costs a lot. And it's something that the Sabres don't need either. Uh, they have plenty of 20-some-odds that can put the puck in the net. Uh, I'm, it, it was very interesting that that rumor came out about uh, about connecting the Sabres to Zegris. Uh, but it's one of those things where how much does he upgrade your team really, uh, considering what you'd be giving up? 803 but we got to switch back to football. Tyler Dunn on the other side as we talk Bills Commanders. We talk everything football. Go around the league with Tyler Dunn as he is gracious enough to join us on the other side on Sports Talk Saturday right here on WGR. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Whoa. 
Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday, Hour 2 here. Derek Kramer here with you until 2 o'clock as we talk Bills, we talk Sabres, we talked with you guys a little bit in the last couple segments, but now we go back to the West Her Hotline for the final time today and talk to one of the powerhouses I always like to believe. Um, I love Right, I love reading anything that that Tyler Dunn writes with his website with Go Long, and I'm honored to have him on here on the Western Hotline to talk with us today. Ty, first of all, it's been a while since I've been able to hear from you. Uh, great to hear from you here today, and uh, how you doing? Doing good, Derek. Hey, thanks so much for having me for the kind intro. It's always good to hit pause on the mower and talk some football. So they thank you, man. Hey, man, as for the intros, uh, the check's going to be in the mail, right? <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. No, man. It's, uh, God, it's like two, two weeks into this thing, and I, I got to keep reminding myself, the league is it's a marathon, right? That's how they set it up. Now, adding a game, half the teams in the conference freaking make the playoffs, right? Everybody gets a pizza party and a ribbon, but – there's a long ways to go here, but it doesn't stop us from wanting to break it down, which is always fun. And you're one of the best at doing it, especially with the fact that I'm going to go not just with the Bills, but around the league with you. There's a certain dumpster fire in the NFC North that I definitely want to ask about <laughs> a little bit. But let's start here. Let's start with the Bills. Uh, obviously, it's been an all-or-nothing team so far with them through two games. They've either been playing like nothing like in week one or they just destroyed everything like they did in week two so we haven't had any sort of like mixed results from this team just yet the bills though mostly for them like really just looking at them they're still going to be the same team that we know it's just they got off to one of the most frustrating starts they could Right. You, you wonder if, if come December, January, Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean, everybody's going to look back at that game and wonder, how in the hell did we lose to Zach Wilson? And why is that loss sending us to, I don't know, my, Miami or uh, Baltimore? You know, you, you wonder if that's going to cost them down the line because it's inconceivable, inconceivable to lose to the worst quarterback in the league. But I'm with you. I, it's, I don't think anybody should really panic right now. We're going to learn a lot about the Bills soon with Miami and Jacksonville kind of around the bend. I, I like those teams a lot. But, hey, I, I, it comes down to Josh Allen and, and finding that balance. Right all off season, we heard the talking points from everybody in charge. He's got to slide more. He's got to go out of bounds. And, frankly, I thought it was kind of ridiculous to try to get inside of this guy's head. I mean, that should pretty, be pretty low on the priority list to change Josh Allen's game at all. I mean, you're at your best as a team when he's – creating and improvising and, and, and just kind of creating his own interpretation of the position. We haven't seen 6'5", 250, leaping, stiff-arming, um, but you don't want him doing what he did against the Jets. I get it. So it, it's that strange balance that you have to find. You know, I talked a lot about Josh Allen with Brett Favre this week on our show, and I mean, in, in Josh Allen, he sees himself where you've got this insane gift you you feel like you're Hercules out there and you can make those types of plays, but you do have to pump the brakes at times. And it's kind of on coaching to maybe call the right plays that keeps them out of harm's way. But I don't think you want to like pull him back too much. It, it seems like he found himself in that, in that win against the Raiders. Now it's the Raiders. Let's see what happens against the better teams. Uh, and a better defense, at least uh, coming up here on, on Sunday for uh 
for Josh Allen when it comes to the commanders. They have one of the scariest front fours that we've seen since the Jets. Uh, but uh, it's still a good test, though, at least for the Bills' offense to see what they can do. Now that they learned a bit of a lesson from Week 1, they still have to now face a relatively decent Washington team that has a scary front four. Yeah, they've invested a ton. I mean, you're talking top 10 picks, first-round picks, and now you know, 70, 80, $90 million contracts across the board. That, that's where the strength of their team is. So if you can just hold up a little bit, their secondary isn't that great. I mean, there should be opportunities one-on-one. Um, it's just a matter of kind of ho- holding up and Josh Allen maybe getting outside of the pocket, setting his feet, keeping the eyes downfield and making a play, doing, doing the stuff he's done for so long. So I don't know. I, I think that it might kind of play into the Bills' hands here a little bit. These, sometimes these teams that they, you know, you think you're gonna you're gonna get pressure and you're gonna wreak havoc, and they can probably do it without blitzing. I, I still think you know you'd want to have a really good secondary. Now it's chicken or the egg. They both play off each other. I get it, but I think a team that can mix up its coverages and has a shutdown corner and can do some things on the back end, they maybe have a little bit more success against these quarterbacks than the ones like Washington where. I mean, yeah, maybe you, uh, you've you got those studs up front, but I, I really wouldn't be worried if I was the Bills. I mean, they, they should be able to take advantage on the back end. They should, and uh, I do believe that ultimately this will end in the Bills' favor. I, I'm just hoping that it's not another case of great defensive line covers for a mid-to-struggling secondary, because uh, that could be the case, and that's kind of what Washington has been going for over the last couple of years, and their defense has been at least solid for the most part. But, Ty, uh, of course, the Bills' defense, it still looks like it's on its on on its usual trajectory. But Sam Howell's kind of been raising eyebrows through uh, his first couple starts of this season. Yeah, you know, going into this season, there, there was a lot of, uh, you know, people looking at Washington like they're nuts. Like, how can you just roll out a fifth-round pick and Sam Howell is your starting quarterback? I, I kind of liked it, though, in terms of, okay, you're not trading for Lamar Jackson, which which maybe would have been the right move. If you're Dan Snyder, I mean, what a better way to stick a middle finger to the rest of the NFL than to just trade for Lamar Jackson, give him that guaranteed contract that these owners don't want to hand out and say, see ya. Um, so I kind of thought that that's what they would do. They didn't. Uh, this is a pretty good plan where, okay, he can throw a pretty deep ball, and he's a tough inside runner. He did it at North Carolina. He, he was a damn good college player, and he's unbelievably cheap. I mean, he's insanely cheap. I don't know what his base salary is. What is it, like seven, 800000 So you can sign a bunch of other players, you know, pay up for those defensive linemen. And, you know, if, if he has a 15 to 20% chance of being Jalen Hurts, go with it. Go, go with it, right? At one point, Jalen Hurts had a pretty deep ball and was a pretty good runner. And with the right coaching, the right team around him, his career just absolutely took off. So even if there's a small chance of that, take it. If he's terrible, then you get a quarterback the next year, and you know maybe your options are better then. So I, I thought it was a good plan overall, and now we're seeing that he's actually a pretty good player. I mean, th- this is somebody who, when we talked before the draft, um, he said some things that kind of made me raise my eyebrows. It, it didn't seem like it was just cliche, you know, agent talk. It was, yeah, I want to be the greatest ever, and I, it, no deficit is too small for me. Here's why. Here's what goes through my brain when we're down by two, three touchdowns. He is as confident of a quarterback as you'll see at that age. And he has 
some pelts on the wall. I mean, he, he had some big-time comebacks in college. I, I think they've got a good thing working. We'll see if he lasts long-term, but it's not necessarily a shock that he's competent uh, because he's, he's done it. And it, it's just crazy to me that he fell into the fifth round. Fell to the fifth round in a draft where, like, the middle players like Desmond Ritter was taken. Like, there's some real question marks of players that ended up going before him. But it is nice to see him thriving in in this current position so far through the first couple of weeks of uh, of this season. He gets a big test, though, with the Bills uh, tomorrow afternoon. Ty, going around the league, I mean... Obviously, we'll save the we'll save the Bears thing for for a little bit later in our talk here. But are, like, what is one of your like? Who do you got for like biggest surprises through the first couple of weeks of like how good or how bad uh, they have performed so far? Ooh, good question. Um, hmm, I think you know, it's it's not really a surprise it's just cool to see it uh, i've been pretty high on jordan love for a while mm-hmm. just with his uh his his work ethic and he's, what he's been doing behind the scenes I mean, nobody has seen it Be- being barely at all he started one game against the chiefs when he necessarily wasn't really ready um some some late game action against philly but for the most part i mean this has kind of run counter to how every team uh tries to figure out the most important position in, in sports it's draft a quarterback in the first round he's playing six seven games in and in green bay they didn't care that they ticked off aaron Rodgers. they took him they let him sit they let him develop and so far i mean he's missed some throws but six touchdowns no picks he's without his left tackle left guard starting running back starting receiver and had green bay up by 12 in the fourth quarter on the road against atlanta it's been about as good as you could have hoped for if you're green bay so i guess to take a big picture I do wonder if more teams, if Jordan Love pans out, right, if he keeps this up, more teams just take a quarterback when you don't need one. The position is way too important, way too valuable. I, I think of Ron Wolf through the 90s, the Packers GM. He drafted a quarterback every year when, when Brett Favre was winning three straight MVPs. Like, he, you just you got to do it. You got to invest capital into what matters. It's, it's just the, the stakes are too high. And if, hey, if it does hurt feelings, so be it. Um, Aaron has said, yeah, he poured himself some tequila that night. He was so ticked off, and <laughs> obviously he threw a what four or five month tantrum the next year and wanted the GM fired. So that that might happen, right? You might have to put up with that. But I think if Jordan Love is good, more teams are just going to draft a quarterback that they believe in, who may be really, really raw, like Jordan Love was, unbelievably raw. But there's no pressure for him to play anytime soon, and there there is a value to that. Ty Dunn of Go Long here with us on the West Her Hotline. Ty, obviously, we stay in the North, and the Chicago Bears, from the coaching to the struggles of Justin Fields to whatever that bonanza is going on with their defensive coordinator, to Justin Fields um, having to clarify remarks about you know his struggles and him saying that it was about coaching. Could, you, could we see any bit brighter the dumpster fire that has been going on there oh man it's bad um i i had the same reaction as everybody i guess when uh it's actually a good buddy of mine dan weeder who covers the the bears the chicago tribune i think it was his tweet that kind of viral when he initially put out there that yes justin fields was asked well like the, the, the reason he's robotic and said coaching and i i get it like it's it's not politically correct 
basically every quarterback in that position that's struggling is just going to put the blame on himself and move along. I, I just think Justin Fields was being honest. And this was the Justin Fields that entered the NFL. It, it, um, Bob, Bob McGinn at our site, he's got his draft series every year. He's been a 40 years. He's so connected with all these scouts. All these scouts said this when he came out that, yes, unbelievably athletic. We, we saw the toughness. Do you remember that shot he took against Clemson and throws, what, six touchdowns that game? Just in, in, insane toughness. But his processing was a concern. Can he keep his eyes downfield, go from one to two to three, take that shot to the jaw and deliver the ball? He didn't do that consistently. So it's just not in him. Now, what is in him is what you saw for a three, four-week span last year when he was must-see TV. He was unbelievable, where he just pulls the ball and he's taking off. It's fun. It's a reason he was, number at one point, the number two betting favorite to win MVP this offseason. So there's a lot of fun to his game, and he, he wants to get back to that where the Bears are thinking, no, if you're going to be our guy long-term, like we, you've got to have a foundation where you're able to – you know, beat teams, death by a million paper cuts underneath uh, because that athleticism, it'll only take you so far. Um, and here he is saying he wants to say F it this week, his words, and take off. So it's, it, it is a dumpster fire in every sense. And I, I think Justin Fields is probably going to win. I mean, he's the one with the ball in his hands. You're probably going to see him run the ball 10, 15 times this week and do whatever he wants. And it might even be really, really good against Kansas City, but it's not going to last. And that's what's unfortunate. And that's why I think – to kind of bring it back to Green Bay and Jordan Love and letting him sit for three years, there was a throw. It was the last throw of that game against Atlanta. The fourth down, it was incomplete. But, man, he, he stood there, took a shot, put the ball where it had to be, kept his eyes downfield. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how you get to that point, but maybe, maybe it was kind of sitting and waiting and learning they got him there as opposed to getting thrown in like Justin Fields. And, and maybe we do see more of that. Maybe we do. And uh, it makes me think now, though, of like some of the bigger names, though, when it comes to uh, quarterbacks in the NFL. Pat Mahomes sat for an entire year. Jalen Hurts sat. Josh Allen was supposed to sit. And then he didn't really start improving his decision-making until he was forced out of the uh, lineup with an injury. So maybe we do see, like you said, a bit of a trend of going back to uh, quarterbacks not having to be thrown in the fire unless they prove capable. But we've seen this draft class, for example, throw every single one of their first-round rookies out there to the Wolves, and only Anthony Richardson has really been the one to raise eyebrows for me. I know it because it's, it's a, it can be a difficult uh, argument to make that you should sit because there is value to just getting thrown out there, learning on the job like anything in life. You learn by doing. You learn through an internship. I think more than just sitting in a classroom talking about theories and reading from a textbook, like you got to just get your hands dirty and learn on the job. Um, and, and there is a, there is a value to that. I, I don't know. I guess there's, there's, it's, it, there's probably no right way, no wrong way. You do need the right coaches around you and the right infrastructure. And that's probably what's wrong. Number one in Chicago is it's an organizational failure. I mean, th this has been the story of the team dating back years, decades. They, they, no team, has managed to screw up the quarterback position, quite like the Chicago Bears. It's, it's really amazing. So maybe Justin Fields is, is just the latest victim here, and they'll move along and, and screw up somebody else's career after this. Ty Dunn with the website golongtd.com. He's got the Golong podcast. You can get that wherever you hear your podcasts, and you'll be able to rewind and hear this segment back with us on the Odyssey app. Ty, thank you 
very much for joining us this weekend and uh, hope to uh, continue engaging with you more as the marathon of the NFL season continues on. Yes, sir, man. Any day, any time. Thanks so much for having me, Derek. Thanks, Ty. I appreciate it. That's Ty Dunn, golongtd.com, the Golong podcast. You know him. You know what he's about. And you can follow him on Twitter at Ty Dunn. I got to say, I've never seen this screening before, so I'm very interested. I know I've said a lot of things, and last week I kind of got a little yelly and screamy, and I even uh, stood up on a chair, but I need to know what Bill in Knoxville means when when he says that he has a bone to pick with me. So, Bill... Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday. How you doing? I'm all right, my friend, but, man, you had me wigging out last week. Um, I, I know about all about Sugar High Josh. Um, I don't know if we should call it Sugar High Derek or just... Maybe. I, we got to come up with a name for it, but, dude, unacceptable. <laughs> what are you doing to me? I'm already nervous enough. I've lived through many a years of drought. I'm not sure how much of the mafia is with me. But, man, you got me last week. I wasn't nervous at all. And you're even saying yourself, I'm not supposed to feel this way week two. I'm not supposed to feel this way week two. Well, guess what? You brought a bunch of the mafia with you. (laughs) Dude, don't do that to me. Uh, Bill, I I appreciate it, and uh, I I like the the fun feedback there. It's definitely fun uh, to be able to laugh at it and poke fun at me for it, and I do apologize if I I put your nerves in in a different spot. Um, Maybe we do need a nickname for me. I do get like this. I'm absolutely – maybe that's why I get so nervous about Sugar High Josh, because it's relatable. Because I do end up like this person. Like last week, I'm causing people to get nervous. I'm getting nervous about a week two football game. I was definitely terrified. Um, I started saying in the newsroom after the first two drives in the Bills-Raiders game, I'm just, I'm going to become insufferable. Um, but Ty Dunn reminding me, it's a marathon. So you guys are both right. Uh, it's a marathon. I probably shouldn't do that to anyone. Um I don't know if I'm going to say the words truly I'm sorry, sorry, but everything that you hear from me is just what's going on through my mind puking out of my mouth. So it's going to be wrong half the time, maybe more. Um, Do take it with a grain of salt, but it's also never made up. Anything that I say is definitely going to be from the heart. Uh, should I say it? Should I not say it? I don't care. Um, not that I don't care. I should say, um, I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about if it makes me look bad. I'm not going to worry about if, uh, if someone decides to, to poke fun at me for it. Um, because I like having fun like that. Um, but it's all real. It's never going to be fishing for hot takes. It's never going to be, um, anything facetious. So if I'm feeling that way, make fun of me for it because that's what this is all about. It's about having fun. And I hope that everyone that listens and joins in uh, has fun with me along the way. We'll continue to have some of that fun, though, as as I almost grounded him for, for last week. But it was also kind of my fault when uh, when we had Zach Jones on to, uh, to complain about college football. But then we brought the A's, in, I mean, the Angels into it. And that's our fault because that gets him angry, that gets him going, and we stopped paying attention. We're going to have Zach on for his weekly rants. And 
We've got time again for you. 8030551888552550 that you could talk in here with uh, with Sugar High Derek and uh, and the rest of the gang here as Sports Talk Saturday rolls on for another hour and change on WGR. To Tate Thompson. He makes his way into the Rangers zone. Down to the corner. Shakes off a check up top. Lubuskin. Far circle. One timer scores. Jeff Skinner put a little mustard on that one, and he's got the Sabres on top. I'm not going to even try to sing along with that because uh, I'm a sports talk host. I have a mic for a very different reason. Uh, So we're not even going to try it. But, uh, of course, a Jeff Skinner clip there for all Sabres fans. Why? Because uh, we saw a tweet from Paul Hamilton uh, just now that was very much funny, entertaining, and I needed to share it with all of you. Uh, I just I lost it. I accidentally closed out of it, so I need to get it back real quick. Uh, Paul, though, tweeting about Jeff Skinner. And saying, Skinner speaking to the crowd wouldn't give any clues on his goal song for this year. Skinner, over the last two years, it's been bangers only. And I can't wait to see what he does for this year's goal celebration song. Uh, That said, like, I don't know how, can you beat these last two years? I don't know if you can beat them. But if anyone can, it's Jeff Skinner. But I'm trying to think, like, what is the ultimate goal celebration song that you think Jeff Skinner will have? Go ahead and tweet us at WGR550 or at Kramer 49 because I would love to see the answers on this. And I'm going to go ahead and say I'm not as intelligent with my catchy pop song bangers. Uh, but... I don't know. What what is Jeff Skinner's next goal song? Tanner, do you have a a guest to venture here? Uh, I mean I want to stick on like the big female pop star oh, yeah, train pop, but pop. go somewhat newer. So maybe something by like Olivia Rodrigo, like she's popping right now, maybe like good for you. Yeah, that is actually a really good guess. I like that guess. I'm thinking something Taylor Swift um Especially because of how often he talks. Like, maybe I'm the problem, it's me. And we know he's a big Taylor Swift fan. There's that picture from him in Carolina with Taylor Swift getting a Jeff Skinner jersey. So, I I would like to think that uh, maybe that's it. I'm guessing Taylor Swift uh, for Jeff Skinner this year. But we'll, we'll probably both be wrong and he still puts up a pop bop for his goal song. That we're going to hear plenty of because the man is back. Thanks for trying, Ralph Kruger, but your ultimate attempts at destroying him failed. I just, I can't wait for this season to start for Sabres hockey. Uh, mostly because of the fact that they are still the Vibes team. Um, Bill in Knoxville yelled at me last uh, segment for getting him nervous about the Bills. And uh, it, it's, it makes sense. Um 
I, I can get very much like that with the Bills. And and even with the Sabres, once they start getting good, it's going to be fun and emotional. This is a high-scoring team with a lot of young talent and plenty of veteran leadership that they don't need Patrick Kane to add to. Thank you very much. But if you've missed any of it, Paul and I talked Sabres as training camp got going here. That's in our first segment. It's on demand at WGR550.com. And you can use the rewind feature on the Odyssey app as Sabres get started with their preseason against the Washington Capitals tomorrow at 2 o'clock. The scrimmage going on today as well uh, down at the arena. I'm jealous for those that are there. I have to do a job. I'm not complaining. I'm still you know, getting paid to talk and annoy some people and maybe make people nervous, and that's okay. Um, but at the same time, dang it, I want I kind of want to go to something like that and uh, and catch some preseason games. You'll be able to hear that, by the way, on our sister station, News Radio 930 WBEN, because we've got Bills and Commanders on WGR, as we always do, as week three gets started tomorrow, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. 8030551888552550 but uh next segment we go around the league we find our trombone champ chump of the week and we've got time for you as well What do you got do you I mean we had plenty of the Patrick Kane discourse if you had a shot that you wanted to take about that get a call in if you have anything about the Bills Josh Allen against a really good defensive line do you think they're just going to be able to handle the Commanders as they should let us know 803-0551-888-552-550. Derek Kramer, Tanner Saunders. We're back in about five. We hope you're back with us on WGR. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.